Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike. This is Unsportsmanlike with Chris Canty, Evan Cohen, and Michelle Smallman. Did someone just get a text on here? <laughs> it was someone on my Wordle chat. Your what? Hold on, the Wordle chat? My Wordle chat. At 601 a.m.? Yeah, shout out to Tommy. Got it in three wow, today. okay. All Wait right. a minute, you have a Wordle chat? We I might do, have to yeah. have a conversation with Tommy about text message etiquette. You send your score every day. I guess that's, I guess that's more common than we realize. A lot like of people, people play I know, Wordle. No, I know. That part, I'm not doubting. The Wordle chat, I guess, is a lot more common than we realize. You just share your score every day to the group. Some people respond and say, oh, I have a tough word today. Other people just send their score and they keep it pushing. Honor system or screenshots? No, when you get it done, there's an option to share. So Wordle sends oh, it for you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle coming to you live from the seaport. Brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Keep coming in with the... Uh, Video tribute rules and regulations that we've had today around Kevin Durant getting one last night in Brooklyn. One he did not ask for. Actually, no. One he asked to not have. Yeah, specifically. He actually got one. Our rules and regulations so far, six years or more with a team, some sort of individual accomplishment, i.e. an MVP, or and or a spot in the finals or winning a title. Those are our video tribute rules and regulations. 888-SAY-ESPN at Unsports ESPN if you want to contribute to that. Well, yesterday, guys, a huge story broke by way of The Athletic. Diana Rossini, a phenomenal reporter who spoke to 30 different sources in and around the New York Jets and talked about the utter... Well, I'm going to try this here. Bleeping mess. How about that? That one person described it to her as as it relates to the Jets this past season. So I don't know. Maybe we'll do the snake draft style where we each pick a note from this story because there's so many of them that stood out to us because this was crazy. We'll do snake draft to each total because this story had layer after layer of dysfunction with the New York Jets. Smalls. First pick. Oh, god! In the Jets dysfunction snake draft. This is a draft I never want to pick first in because there's so many options that are overwhelming. Um, you know what? I'm going to start things off with this one because I think it's kind of an all-encompassing thing that went wrong for the Jets this season. So they lose Aaron Rodgers. And one of the, the pieces of, you know, one of the issues that popped up is that Rob Sala constantly said, what do you expect? We lost Aaron Rodgers. Publicly, he was saying one thing. Privately, the mentality was, what do you expect? We lost Aaron Rodgers. Here's the exact quote from the story. That became Sala's battle cry as the Jets' losses piled up and criticism mounted. What do you expect? We lost Aaron Rodgers. In Cincinnati, we certainly didn't get that vibe after Joe Burrow went down. (laughs) And if you privately are 
that if that's informing the way that you're going about business, like, well, what do you expect? We're not going to be able to turn this around. We don't have eight. Then how do you ever expect it to get better? And how do you expect the men around you to believe that it can get better? All right. What do you expect without Rodgers off the board? CC pick two in the Jets dysfunction draft. One AFC general manager said Aaron Rodgers isn't the assistant GM. Joe Douglas is the assistant <laughs> GM. Inferring that Aaron Rodgers is actually the GM. Correct. And here's the thing. Everybody gave Rodgers credit because he gave back thirty. $30 million in salary that he didn't have to, but he went out and they used the salary on guys like Billy Turner, like Dalvin Cook, like Randall Cobb, and overpaying for Alan Lazard. In what world is it okay to give your third wide receiver $12 million a year? That just makes no sense. Like, I just, you, you bought in guys on the offensive side of the ball to make Aaron Rodgers comfortable, but those guys couldn't contribute to your team's overall success. And I heard the example used yesterday of, well, you know, Tom Brady needing to have his lieutenants around when he went down to Tampa. Yeah, Tom Brady actually got players that could actually play. (laughs) Rob Gronkowski's a Hall of Fame tight end that could actually play. You know what I'm saying? Antonio Brown is a Hall of Fame wide receiver that could actually play. (laughs) It made sense. Like going out and getting Randall Cobb. How does that help your team? Boy, you are speaking my language. Randall Cobb can't play dead right now. Oh, God. Dalvin Cook, you had to cut him. He went and caught on with the Baltimore Ravens. He was a nothing burger. Billy Turner didn't matter. He was a turnstile. No pun intended. I mean, like, 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 what are we, Alan Lazard? He was a healthy scratch in the second half of the season. You're paying him $11 million a year. Healthy scratch. Can't sniff the field. So, yeah, I'm not, I can't give Aaron Rodgers credit for being a good teammate for giving back $30 million when you look at what they spent the damn money on. I'm so happy you brought that up. I never even thought to go here, but let's go here for one second if we can. Do you know how many players left the New England Patriots that year to join the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that were on the Patriots the year before? Zero. Tom Brady actually did not bring one player with him that was an active member of the New England Patriots the year before. The two that you mentioned were not playing football at that time in Rob Gronkowski and Antonio Brown. I am convinced... And I don't even For blame. Very Rob- different reasons they were playing. Well, football. fair, <laughs> fair, yes. fair. Yes, um, I am convinced. Aaron Rodgers brought people with him to explain who he is. Tom Brady didn't have to explain who he is. It's almost as if Rodgers had to bring people with him. Where Lazard and Turner and all these guys had to say, "Okay, guys, I know Cobb." I know he may rub you the wrong way this way, but let me explain why. It's almost like they were there explaining who he was, where Brady just shows up and famously walks into a locker room and Chris Canty's there and he says, hi, Chris, my name is Tom. Yeah, I know who you are, right? And Tom is known, Brady is known as the greatest teammate and you're, you're referencing him there. Rodgers needed people to explain who he was in many ways. Okay, my, my pick now. I guess I have two. If yeah, we're doing you have two. Okay, this one, I, I couldn't believe. Zach Wilson couldn't get a hold of Rodgers. Diana Rossini had this in the reporting with The Athletic that Zach Wilson thought, hey, I'm getting this big brother. The moment that Rodgers got hurt, there was like no communication between the two, that Rodgers was no longer reaching out to him. We thought there was this big brother relationship. There was nothing. That I couldn't believe in reading this. The next one, Rodgers and Hackett, frat brothers. Mm Mm-hmm. Your offensive coordinator, I'm not saying you can't be close, but if frat brothers is the term that you use with the offensive coordinator and quarterback, (laughs) and then when the quarterback is not there, the offensive coordinator had literally no idea what he was doing. Statistically, statistically, Matt Patricia is a significantly better offensive coach than Nathaniel Hackett. 
Think about that for a second. This is from the article. The Jets finished the season ranked last in third down conversions, last in red zone offense, and last in total offensive EPA, 31st in total yards, 30th in offensive points per game, and 30th in passing yards. They scored 10 offensive touchdowns in their first 12 games and 18 total in 17 games. Unbelievable. The the numbers don't lie. (laughs) Another takeaway from you from this great article yesterday. Do you have any others here? Oh, absolutely. I mean, after the Tim Boyle experiment went around, they decided that they wanted to try to turn back to Zach Wilson. And it got out that Zach was reluctant, quote-unquote reluctant, to go back into the starting lineup. And then you heard it leaked out of the organization that that was the case. And then Aaron Rodgers goes out and publicly says, we got to clean a lot of this nonsense up. Yeah. Which prompts Rob Sala, the head coach of the team, to go to his assistants and tell them to give him their cell phones Because he wants to see whether or not they were the ones that leaked Zach Wilson being reluctant to be inserted back in the starting lineup. I'm sorry, what? I'm a grown-ass man, and you're telling me to give you my cell phone to prove to you that I'm not the source that's leaking it to the media that the kid doesn't want to go back in and play because he doesn't want to jeopardize his free agency? What the hell are we talking about? Like, yeah, Listen, that is a bridge too far for the head coach to be accusatory to staff members, so much so that I'm going to demand that you give me your cell phone. Was it team issued? Never do anything on work issued phones, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, even if that, <laughs> like that, they're, 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 in terms of professional decorum, that that falls far short. Does that get you and want the, to quit? And, if and, you're it re- and it reeks of desperation. But that's where the Jets were at when they went out and got in bed with Aaron Rodgers in the first place. They were desperate. Rob Sala, Joe Douglas, hey, Aaron Rodgers, come save our job because we realize the guy that we took with the second overall pick in 2021, he ain't it. So come save us from ourselves. I'm so desperate that anytime Aaron Rodgers opens his mouth about something that he doesn't like within the organization, we're going to have this knee-jerk reaction, and that is what that was in that circumstance. Give me your cell phone <laughs> to prove to me that you didn't leak information about it. Does that get you to want to quit if you're a high-level assistant that has options? If I have options, why the hell do I want to stick around this Yeah, place? No, I just, yeah, I just yeah. want to understand that. If yeah. I have options, why would I want to be yeah. here? Yeah, you're not my parent. You're not going to get my cell phone and ground me. You're not me, exactly. You ain't my daddy. No. You, you know, like, well, I don't care how much Beijing you put in your beard. You ain't my daddy. Like, we ain't doing like, what you talking about, dog? Giving you my cell phone? Now you went too far. Ha, Taking you, shots of hair dye? How you, dare you? Have you lost your damn mind? <laughs> Have you, like, have you lost your mind? And by the way, another nugget from this is that Rob Sala... Would, Wait, is this your pick? No, this is not okay. my pick. It's just a little anecdote. <laughs> okay. Uh, he would wear shirts that said positive vibes only. You know, that was kind of the mantra after yeah. Aaron Rodgers went down. I just have this vision of him wearing a shirt that says positive vibes only while threatening to take your cell phone because you're leaking Give me your phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> like the contradiction there is just how I picture it in my mind. All right, Smalls, you got the Brock Purdy now. You got Mr. Irrelevant Ooh. of the Aaron Rod- Excuse me, the New York Jets dysfunction draft... Based on Diana Rossini's story in uh, the, uh, the Athletic yesterday. Oh my gosh, there's so many other things to. You to, only get one pick. Oh, I hope that we. We will let Nuno and Pat and Javante give us any kind of undrafted free agents here as part of this story. Do you have one other pick? Okay. All right. How about this? How about Woody Johnson, the owner? 
being active on Twitter, really active on Twitter, and consuming criticism about the team from not only us in the media, but the fans, and then sharing all those opinions with Rob Sala to tell him what wasn't working in the offense. Like, imagine Woody Johnson saying, hey, Rob, Joe Bag of Donuts from Poughkeepsie thinks we need to work in more motion. Why don't we go ahead and try that? Like, what? Are you kidding me? That this is how you're spending your time mining social media for criticism and presenting it to your head coach as if that in any way is going to be beneficial to what you guys are trying to do internally or to anyone's sanity? Okay, we're back. Uh, out of the white plains, go ahead. I think the Jets should uh, run more motion offense. Hey, Rob, by the way, um, you know, Al thinks that you should run more motion offense here. I think we're going to have to really change how it works. It's, yeah. a, it's a billion-dollar organization. Like that, that's, that's the wild part. This is how a billion-dollar organization is work. Now, Woody Johnson he runs a billion-dollar pharmaceutical company. I can't understand Why, that. I, you wouldn't run your, your pharmaceutical company like that. Why, why the hell would you run your other billion-dollar organization that way? I, and the social media thing is crazy because everybody has an opinion. They're all conflicting opinions, and none of them should matter to you. If you are the owner of their team, you should never let what someone on social media that has no connection, no skill set, none of this to your organization, inform what you should do with your team, especially with the X's and the O's on the field. All right, let's go to our new offensive coordinator, Nuno in Bristol. What, uh, what? Yeah. Two, two things, Michelle. First, put some respect on Ira from Staten Island's name. Ah! Ira is a great guy. Ira from but, Staten Island is the but, best. But actually, I, what I found funny as a Giant fan is the Salah being like, oh, oh it's, un- it's unfair. One. Like, why aren't the Giants being criticized? It's like, actually, dude, like, focus. You guys brought this upon yourselves, right? Like, you were, and injuries are a thing. But, like, once that happens, your job, and Kansas, you can tell us better than this, is coach the players you have. And they, it seems like they gave up on the season because it was like, well, Rodgers is out. We're good, right? Like, so let's just get through the season at this point in time. It's amazing. We did a two-round draft on this. And there's many undrafted free agents. I still have some left Because I just thought about one other thing. When he did the research about the record of the other coaches when their starting quarterbacks went out, and only Mike Tomlin had a winning record with a backup quarterback, that means time is spent while having your job defending why you should have a job. That is the worst possible thing you should do. While doing your job, you know what you should do? Your job. Not try to defend to your employer why you have it. The moment I you can have to promise start doing you that, that Zach Taylor didn't do that with the Cincinnati Bengals when Joe <laughs> you don't Burrow think got right. hurt other records? and Jake Browning had to step in. No. I can promise you that wasn't what Zach Taylor did. I'm going to do a deep dive on how many coaches have a winning record that have nothing to do with start, my team when their starting quarterback gets hurt. Any other undrafted wow. free agents here, Nuno? Anything we anything else we missed on this? I have one more. Okay, go ahead, Smalls. How about the fact that I need to find it? Okay, well ab- then you don't have the one. Well, more. about how Nathaniel Hackett did everything last minute. That oh, good one. That he, around the building, <laughs> he was known for for not having an attention to detail, and it was kind of a scramble at the end of the week. He wouldn't meet with his staff, and everything was done last minute. I'm going to find the exact when you're I'm a the jet, offensive, you're a jet all the way. I'm an offensive coordinator. Your job is to coordinate with all of the other position coaches yes. on the offense. Okay, here's here's the exact wording. Multiple <laughs> players and coaches described Hackett's lacking in attention to detail. For most of the season, Hackett would meet with the offense 
offensive lines coach and running game coordinator Keith Carter and passing game coordinator Todd Downing during the week, but wouldn't get together with the rest of the offensive staff until the last minute of game prep. I guess they didn't didn't see the the calendar invites. The job description is in the job title. You're the offensive coordinator. You're supposed to coordinate with all of the other coaches on the offensive side of the ball. What the hell are we doing? And without eight, shouldn't we be meeting more? Shouldn't we be having more conversations and be even more prepared if it's Zach Wilson? I'll see you at the team hotel Saturday night, dog. We'll (laughs) we'll figure it all out there. We got it. We'll figure all that stuff out there, dog. Yeah, we'll figure it out there. Thank you, Diana Rossini and The Athletic, for this one. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike Podcast on ESPN Radio. Freddie and Harry, weekdays, 3 p.m. Eastern here on ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas is here. All right, let's just go here right off the bat. Yeah. More excited for the Super Bowl or the halftime show? Halftime show. I'm a south side of Atlanta type of guy, so, you know, I love uh, what Usher has been able to do for the music industry. You know, me and CeCe, we was in college when Confessions came out. Ooh. We'll leave it right there. Lovers Absolutely. and Friends came no out. When I, hey. So many bangers. Ooh. All right. So many bangers. If, if Usher's only playing three songs, what are the three songs that he has to play? Lovers and Friends, in my opinion, has to be That has there. to be out there. Really? It has to be on, on the there. halftime show? Though? Yes. Okay. I love that song. Because it's, it's for all lovers and friends. Yeah. <laughs> See Which we set? love. Yeah. Plus the Frank. Brothers and Friends concert. Exactly. So you have to add that. Yep. Gotta uh, promote that. You don't have to call. I feel like that one has to be on there. Yeah. Yeah has to be out there. Like that is one of the even, ones. Even that, the, one of the newest ones, uh, Good Good. I, I really yeah. like that Good one. Good is solid. Yeah, that's that solid. That's, it's, that's, it's, Evan, it's, that's, it's new, that's so you, right that's there. a jam. Right good, yeah. My kids love that song. Love, <laughs> he loves that song. <laughs> what about You Remind Me? Ooh. It's not a bad one. Confessions Part Two. No, it's just too. This this the thing with Usher, man. He's been in the game for so long, and he has so many hits. Like it's 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 hard to just say, hey, we're just going to play these songs. Obviously, they have to do it. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if we heard like snippets of songs, and then it goes into another song. Oh, like Rihanna did exactly. Yeah. He's got to play my way though. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that, was, that was early that Usher. Be, yeah. That one has to be in there. He's, so got, a, he's got a catalog now. He does. So yeah. basically, if it's going to be 10 minutes, just for argument's sake, we're thinking 25 songs, basically, mm-hmm. is what you just said. Like snippets of all. I'm not mad at that. I like that idea. Yep. I and that he's going to have sense. special guests, probably. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Harry, let's talk some NFL here. The last few days somehow have been about the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones talking about Dak Prescott, Micah Parsons out there. How would you categorize the state of the Dallas Cowboys right now? Uh, General Hospital, younger, younger <laughs> than the rest of us. My, my grandmother's at my house at least three days out of the week, and she and she watched those uh, soaps, right? So you, you talk about drama. And for the Dallas Cowboys, 
it seems like we talk more about their antics and the drama that's surrounding this football team more so than uh, how they have been able to win football games. And for me, that's an issue because at some point you hope, you know, if you're Jerry Jones, that we can just get to the point to where we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys in the light of making an NFC championship game, in which they haven't done since January 1996 when I was just a little boy. I wasn't even a teenager yet, right? <laughs> and then also you can talk about the Dallas Cowboys in the light of potentially making a Super Bowl. But it's like every year, year in and year out, we, we come on these shows, right, and we say, hey, Cowboys are Super Bowl contenders. Well, the Cowboys haven't been out the divisional round since 1996. So at some point, you got to get to the point to where, and, and I'm not, not faulting us, but for the Dallas Cowboys, where the main thing is the main thing. That's how we start our show off on Freddie and Harry every day, right? The main thing is the main thing. At what point for the Dallas Cowboys is the main thing going to be the main thing? And that's football. Yeah, another organization that has trouble with keeping the main thing, the main thing is the New York Jets. Diana Rossini uh, with The Athletic had a scathing article about what was going on behind the scenes with gangrene in the wake of the Aaron Rodgers injury this season. And, Harry, I don't know where to start or where it ends, but I guess my (laughs) question to you would be your confidence meter for the New York Jets based on what we saw in that article, what we saw this past year in the Jets trying to get back into the postseason in 2024. It's not high. Um, It's not high, number one. You look at the conference that they're in, the AFC. And then, number two, you look at the division. And – how we have so many young quarterbacks thriving right now and teams looking like they're in unison with, with everything that they're doing. You look at a guy in D'Amico Ryans in his first year, Bobby Slowick as the offensive coordinator, and how entwined they were on every cylinder, able to make the playoffs in, in year one with a rookie quarterback. You look at the New York Jets in which they lost Aaron Rodgers and it just seemed like everything fall apart. Okay, so Nathaniel Hackett, where's your plan B? Mm-hmm. Right, and and I was able to call the with Steve Levy the Jets and the Dolphins game down there in Miami, yeah. and you talk about incompetent decision making from an offensive standpoint when you continuously sit there and watch the Miami Dolphins sack your quarterback. At some point, that you was have the to, Tim Boyle led Jets offense, wasn't it? Yes, but Zach Wilson started though. Yeah, remember Zach Wilson started the game. And By the way, the disgust on Harry's face for those listening on the radio, and not yeah. watching on TV, is so strong when talking about that game. Go well, ahead, I'm sorry because it. it <laughs> It didn't make sense to me, right? Bradley Chubb had a field day. Christian Wilkins had a field day. And at no point in time as an offensive play caller did you say, hey, we got to keep guys in and protect the quarterback. You kept sending multiple guys out in routes, but your quarterback kept getting hit over and over and over again. (laughs) So it made no sense to me. Uh, Let's look back to championship weekend, Harry. Who do you think is more responsible or should take uh, more heat, I guess, for the loss? Dan Campbell with the Lions and the way that he managed the game or Lamar Jackson with his play with the Ravens? Smalls, I got to keep it real. Um, Dan Campbell, did I like the decisions that he made? No, right? But he stayed true to who he was. And collectively, it wasn't just Dan Campbell. Mm -hmm. When you look at Josh Reynolds and he had two opportunities to catch footballs on third and ten, fourth and two, Drops. Jameer Gibbs fumbled the football. You have a cornerback dropping an interception. So collectively, and I'll also look at Ben Johnson. They ran the football 21 times for 148 yards and three touchdowns in the first first half. You ran the ball eight times for 34 yards in the second half. So I think collectively, you know, the Detroit Lions lost that football game, and everybody played their part in that. For the Baltimore Ravens, right, um, did I think Lamar Jackson played well? No. He really didn't. I, I, didn't, I didn't think he read the football field uh, well. I thought he was hesitant to utilize his legs, which is one of his strong suits about his game and so much worried about being a pocket passer. I don't think Todd Munkin put them in the best positions, right, because they came into that game the number one rushing team in the National Football League. 
and to have 16 rushes, I believe it was, uh, that's inexcusable. Yeah. Early on, I believe uh, Justin Tucker didn't make the smartest decision, poking the bear with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. And then also, even though the Baltimore Ravens in the second half, they were able to shut Patrick Mahomes out. That first drive they had, 10 plays, I believe it was 75 yards, 545 off the clock. Uh, drive number two, 16 plays, right? I believe it was 80-something yards yeah. yep. and nine minutes and two seconds off the clock. And at some point, in my opinion, we can't allow Travis Kelsey to continue to do the things that he's doing. Like, people were laughing at me on Instagram when I posted at some point. I played with Tony Gonzalez, mm-hmm. and I watched teams double-team him. I've seen it with Calvin Johnson. And I get it. It's hard at, at times because Travis Kelsey motions. But when he does, he doesn't motion every play. Why, why are you allowing him off the line of scrimmage or giving him free access against corners and safeties and linebackers? We already know they, they, he can't be guarded. So I think, you know, things have to be done differently in, in those regards, too. He's good, good. That boy, bad, also. Today, 8 a.m. Eastern on Get Up. Harry Douglas, you'll hear him here at 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio with the great Freddie Coleman. Harry, thank you so much. We are on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you could save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, is here. I have no interest in bringing up an hourglass or the trade deadline next week with the NBA and what's going on with your Lakers, both of you. I, don't worry. I will not bring that up for you guys. I wasn't going to talk about it. Well, I didn't bring it up. You okay. Just, uh, yeah. oh, well, I'm glad we got that established. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to. Answer as we, a Lakers fan. We don't fan. want to talk about his team. His team stinks right now. Hey, Miami big win last awful. night. Big they're win awful. last night. <laughs> They're, they're, they're yeah. garbage juice, the right. Miami Heat right now. Right. Big win last night against okay. the Kings. Snapping a seven-game losing streak. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, how would you react if a teammate does the passive-aggressive hourglass tweet in the middle of the night a couple of nights ago? Both of you. With LeBron James, how would you react to something like that? Go ahead. Go ahead, CC. Oh, I, I'm I'm just going to make sure I got my resume polished up because I'm probably going to be on the move. That's how you would react. That, that's how you yeah. have to react with LeBron. If he's not happy, 
then you know the organization is going to do whatever it takes to make him happy, and that might mean shipping off pieces like D'Angelo Russell, like Austin Reeves, like Rui Hachimura. If you're those guys, LeBron James puts you on notice. We already got the marching orders for Rob Palenka. Like, they know they're going to make a move next week at the deadline. It's just a matter of what the moves are are there and who are they going to trade. There's a reason why all of those moves that they, when they acquired all those guys, were movable contracts. No doubt. Yeah, they're all movable contracts. And now so, they're about to be moved. There you go. So when when the king tweets something like that, yeah, man, let me call my agent and make sure make sure, make sure I got everything in line for this move I'm about to I'm about to be uh, having. All right, let's get to the NFL. So big picture question: As a former player like yourself, which franchise makes you scratch your head more—the way that the Cowboys act or the way that the Jets act? <sighs> I mean, the Jets have been in this, 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 you know, turmoil seemed like forever. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it like it doesn't surprise me. Um, but it seems like the Cowboys just love this medicine they keep they keep giving to people. Like yeah. they they're great for business. They're great for us because right. they just keep doing stupid stuff, and we just <laughs> and then it just it's like you know it's like throwing up a lob, like throwing up a, a alley oop for us. It's no like doubt. they do it all the time, and I don't even know if they really think about think about things before they say it. They just come out here and just blurt things out, and you're just like, wait a minute, what the hell, Jerry Jones say? <laughs> Michael Parsons did what or said what? And it's just like, and people wonder, fans out here, people wonder, why do y'all always talk about the Cowboys? Why y'all always talk about, there they you always, go. They always talk they about right, themselves. Right, like that, there's, there, there you go. That's the reason. Right, we don't make this up. We can play the audio. Right, right. They, they talk about themselves. Right, like, it, like they just, I just get, like, I get people constantly like, why do y'all always talk about the Cowboys, Michelle? And this is like, because they do it to themselves, <laughs> right. right? They hand feed it to right, us. Right, exactly. <laughs> they are the most self-aggrandizing franchise in the NFL. It may be in all of professional sports. I don't even think that's debatable. But anyway, I got to ask you about your former team, the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Because that article by Diana Rossini in Athletic was a scathing Oof. indictment on yeah. what, we saw, what we heard about throughout the course of this past season. So I got to ask you about the Aaron Rodgers experiment. Does the stink of this Jets situation impact his overall legacy in the National Football League? I don't. I mean, listen, Aaron. at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers still want, you know, maybe, you know, I would say top two throw the football that we ever seen play the, play the game of football. Um, he's a first ballot lock. I've, we've seen so many people come to the Jets at the end of their career. End of their career. It doesn't affect their, their legacy. It's I guess just, let, me ask you, let me ask the question this way then. Is this the thing that we're going to think about more so than the championship and the MVPs? Does this now become the top line on the resume for Aaron Rodgers? When people hear the name Aaron Rodgers, is this what they're going to think about? The failure of the New York Jets, coupled with how things ended with Green Bay, is this what we're going to think about more so than the championship or the MVPs? Well, I I do think that it's going to be fresh on people's mind because think about how long ago – the championship was mm-hmm. in Green Bay. I mean, that was what back in 2011? 2010. 2010. Yeah. I mean, that's a long time ago, you know, for guys as talented as Aaron Rodgers and then, you know, get on to the, you know, get into the back of the end of his career, you know, where he's had his failures in the in the postseason, obviously. And then coming here with the Jets, obviously, you know, no one, you know, you can't hold, you know, the Achilles tear against him. Right. But there's a lot of things going on within the organization as it relates to Aaron Rodgers, where people like People aren't necessarily thrilled about it, considering 
a lot of people think like he's he's running the whole organization as opposed to Joe Douglas and, and Robert Sala. So um, 2024 is going to be I, – I, I tweeted out yesterday. There's, there's not going to be any in-between with the Jets next year. It's either going to be a really good time or this whole thing is just going to blow up in, in great fashion. Damon, it was never going to be any in-between with the Jets. <laughs> that is true. With Aaron Rodgers. That it is was true. never going to be – it was going to be – it was going to be boom or bust. Yeah. It was going to be spectacular, yeah. either in a good way or a bad way. So far, it's the latter. Yeah. And based on what Diana Rossini reported, I don't see that changing in this upcoming season. I just don't. How well, can you have success with that kind of dysfunction? Well, I mean, listen, when you have, a, first of all, what, a 40, 41, he's going to be like 41 years old mm-hmm. quarterback coming off an Achilles. Man, that's a big deal. Yes. That's a big deal. They haven't addressed the offensive line. I mean, that's obviously priority number one. But who has confidence in, in Nathaniel Hackett? You know, who has con- actually who has confidence in a lot of things in the, within that organization right now? So, I mean, if I'm a betting man, I'm betting that you know the whole things will get blown up after 2024. Okay, let's stick with the betting theme. If you had to place money down on ESPN bet for one of these two quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl within the next five years, who are you going with, Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson? Wow. I'm not placing my bet on either one. Ooh. You know why? Patrick Mahomes? Because 15 is in that conference. Ooh. <laughs> 15 is in the 15. Listen, I'll, here, I want to amend your question. Okay. I would, I, would, I would place money with Jared Goff over those guys. Wow. Because of the conference. Because, because of the conference. Because of the conference. Like, Jared Goff in the situation he's in and in the NFC, mm-hmm. I would I – would, I would rather place a bet on him than Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson in the AFC. And you still got Burrow too. In Cincinnati. And you, still you still got, got Bur- that man too. <laughs> but but think about how think about like it just seemed like Patrick Mahomes like this whole post. He's just like, okay, watch me. Yeah. The whole time we've been talking about how diminished the Kansas City Chiefs are coming into the postseason, the the offense and all those type of things, and how they have to take the long hard route. They got to go, you know, on the road to get to a Super Bowl. All they did was they beat the Dolphins, they beat Buffalo in Buffalo, and they beat Baltimore in Baltimore. Yeah, we're going like, to go on the road to break up the monotony of hosting the conference championship right, game exa- five years in a row. Right, exactly. We'll, we'll go on the road this right. time for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just, yeah, we'll do it there so we can – so we can shut all you guys up, you know, because that's the last narrative that you guys have thrown out about me. Damien, is this the best – Six-year start to any quarterback's career we've ever seen. Yes, yes. Even if they lose, um, I, like I think so. I mean, this is unprecedented. Think about <laughs> Patrick Mahomes comes in his first year starts. His first year start, he throws for over five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Like who does that? Most guys got to be eased in, and and those this dude comes in right off the rip. His first year, five, over five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. Can I can I ask you something on this? Talking about Damian Woody, because like I have a theory, and it's proven by a lot of the great quarterbacks over the last twenty years that starting on the bench as a backup helps. Mahomes sat for a full year. Mm-hmm. People don't think about that. The only guy that we are willing to compare him to in, in the last 20 years in football is Tom Brady, who was your teammate with New England, who came off the bench. We just talked about Aaron Rodgers. was a bench player. Drew Brees, bench. 
Jordan it, Love. Jordan Bench. Love. Bench. It, Brock Purdy. Is there something, Jalen Hurts, is there something to that? I think there is something to that because, you know, it's the toughest, in my opinion, the toughest position in sports. And, you know, a lot of time when you get these high draft picks, they're going into bad situations. And so sometimes, you know, playing the quarterback position, a lot of it, it, it most of it is from the neck up. Mm. It's psychological. It's confidence. You throwing guys on a bad team right off the bat, you can ruin their career forever. Whereas, you know, a lot of these guys who are able to sit, they're able to, to watch, learn. Maybe the other guy takes a beating. And then as the team gets better around them from them sitting, now you insert them in and you're like, okay, now let's go. They're ready for you. They're right. We're, you, it's time. We're Lamar ready. Lamar too started on the. I bench. mean, but listen, we've, well, we we he, he played. He started in his rookie year. Like he was the starter. Yeah. Then they went on a run. The point that I'm making is like, yeah. and there's exceptions to the rules. Yeah. Like, C.J. Stroud. This proves how great he is. C.J. Stroud, yeah. Joe Burrow. Yeah, they didn't yeah. start on yeah. the bench. Peyton yeah. Manning didn't start on. Yeah. The I bench. mean, listen. There, there's <laughs> like, yes, there, there. You can make the case on, on, yeah. on both sides, but I mean, wow. Just just look at. Like look at look at Pat Mahomes. Like you come in, like you you yeah. sit one year in your first year, you throw for over five thousand yeah. and fifty yeah, touchdowns. That's, that's crazy. That's crazy work. That's crazy. Damian Woody, you'll see him on Get Up. Greeny's making a whole big deal about his a wardrobe now recently and how nice it is. I've always thought your wardrobe was great. Greeny's made a big deal recently about how nice your wardrobe is as of late. Well, I, listen, I, I'll be the first to tell you I have stepped stepped my game up. I, <laughs> you know, I've also like I've also shed some shed some pounds and, and oh, so nice. yeah, yeah, you know. I, Get my groove, I man. Need, I get my groove back. So secrets, though. Yeah, I need, I need, no, I need, it's, it's, I didn't know how to how to get this thing we'll, done. We'll talk. We'll talk off okay. camera. Yeah, right, we'll okay. talk off okay. camera. But all yeah, yeah. Look yeah. out for the other three hundred pounders, man. Come oh, on come on now. You uh, know yeah. we we the exclusive club. There you go. Yeah, exactly. we exclusive. No yeah, doubt. No yeah. Doubt. Damian Woody, get up eight a.m. Eastern. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. <laughs> Hi, it's Mike Greenberg. Letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Every single day at this time, Pat Costello gives us things that he's over that bother him. Sports, life, and entertainment. What do you have for us, Pat? Trying to get Javante and Nuno to do Wordle was like trying to teach a fish to climb a tree. What? It was ridiculous. It's the easiest game in the world to understand. You guess five letters, and then you see what you got right and you didn't get right. Right. And then you guess another word, and you get six chances to get it right. It took Javante from six o'clock until about five minutes ago to, to make the guesses. And his guesses were awful, and Nuno was yelling at me. 
because his guesses were also well, awful. It's not like I got a. Got it's not like I got a job here to do. You know, I, I, I just got <laughs> plenty of time it's, to play your game. It's six words. Also, Pat's berating us while we're trying to do this, so like he adds to it. So it's this is all on Pat. <laughs> well, I was heckling put, them put the whole time. On you. Next one, Pat. What? Okay. He said okay. No, no. Evan's like, we enough just, word, we I'll just talk glow. for you. No, we can just glow. Why I thought we talked about it. hate Wordle, Evan? What's wrong with Wordle? Not, I don't hate Wordle. That sounds like you don't like Wordle. That's your I'm homework. surprised that he don't doesn't do it, play Evan. Wordle. Me too. Yeah, don't do yeah. it. Me too. Don't do it. No, I'm not surprised because he's really competitive, and I think he doesn't like to put himself in a position to have to be that hyper-competitive. Am I right? I think it would be unhealthy for me to be that competitive on a word game that has nothing to do with anything in life. Yes. It's good for your brain, though. Well, I think I'm a lost cause in that case. <laughs> Next, Next one. Pat. I'm uh, still not over Heat fans disliking LeBron James. Oh, geez, this is the know. most asinine thing of all time. Uh, is there a more ungrateful fan base in sports? I mean, what more did the guy have to do besides, you know, win you two championships? And you're like, no, no, we don't like him down here. He didn't appreciate us enough. We're still doing this. Yes, we are still doing this because it makes is, no sense. It's from 2014. You're no, still but doing no, it's from yesterday. Still fresh from you, though. Yes. The no. hate is still fresh. I saw it yesterday. Like, I don't want him to come to Miami again. I want to beat him. Yeah. The hate is still fresh. It's wrong. And I don't understand why. It feels like it's never going to go away either. Right? I, I don't get it. Oh, it's not. There's no yeah, way. You it's got the go four finals and won two of them. What do, what do you want from the guy? Four finals and win four. I mean, I mean. <laughs> no, you know what he wants? Four finals and to be like Heat culture made me. I am so indebted to Pat Riley. Now and you're Eric talking sports for making me the player and the man that I am, the competitor. Finally, that I am. And meanwhile, that's and meanwhile, two franchises and two championships later. <laughs> but that's what Finally, he doesn't right? like. Someone that's what it. he doesn't like is that LeBron Finally. is not you know exalting Heat so, culture. So we're, we're 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 supposed to believe that LeBron would not have won a championship had he not gone to Miami. Ever in his career? Ever in his career. I think he absolutely won two more because of the lessons he learned in Miami. <laughs> so he would not think, have, so he would not have won a championship. That's not what I said. No, I'm asking you a question. I'm I, asking you that question. I'm not don't sure. Don't change it and frame it a different I'm way. I'm not sure. I'm asking you a question. I'm not sure. You're not sure. I think so that you don't, you don't think that LeBron as great as he is, second greatest player of all time, would have won a championship had he not gone to Miami. You don't think it was inevitable wherever oh, he I went? Th- I think he would have won one. Okay. Do I think he would have won as many without the interactions that he had, that what he learned from them and they learned from him? No, I think they helped each other for four years. Oh, so what he so said, he might not have got the championship in Cleveland, but every, he would have got the bubble the championship way, with the Lakers. Every got Cleveland it. fan would tell you that he benefited by going to Miami. Every one of them. We have one sitting right over I there. Think, I think Rob. LeBron James said he benefited from going to Miami, but yeah. there's levels to this. And I just don't believe that LeBron James would have never won a championship had he not gone to Miami. Rob, our social and digital guy, thumbs up. Yes, okay. I got. He's a Cavs fan. All right, mm. next All one. Right, do you think LeBron should have his jersey retired by the Heat? Yes, I actually, I actually do. I'm cool with that one. Yeah, I'm cool with that one. I mean, considering Michael Jordan has his jersey retired by the Heat, I'm going to go with LeBron yes on that one. And Dan Marino has his jersey retired by the Heat. But Dan's the man. Yeah. He didn't play for the That's heat. okay. He's the man Doesn't in matter. Miami. Yeah. He might be the, the, the biggest folk hero in Miami sports of all time. He's no. iconic. Second. Way to surpass him. Seriously. Way to surpass him. By the way, here's the thing. LeBron fits the criteria of what we're t- – it's actually a perfect circle back because we're talking about Kevin Durant last night being honored by the Nets and how ridiculous it is, even by Kevin Durant's own standards. LeBron fits the criteria of an honoring by a team you left. He won two titles there, won an MVP. Like, 
He absolutely deserves it's to be honored. LeBron. And I know. That's he, I'm not fighting that. I'm not fighting that. It feels like you are, though. I'm not. It feels like you are, though. I'm going to be clear if I'm fighting a point. Uh, I promise uh, you. So will you be tuned in for those moments when they honor LeBron? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. Will you be cheering? That was not convincing. Yeah, Will you be cheering? Sure. It'll be awesome. Mm. All right. <laughs> Next one, Pat. Uh, Nuno Javante Champ, you can use that for Wordle tomorrow. Uh, this 65-game <laughs> thing in the NBA is so dumb and so infuriating. Who cares how many games a guy played? If he plays 64 games and has the best season in NBA history, he can't be the MVP. Can someone explain this to me that makes sense besides the fans want to see these guys play more? I want to see them raise a banner. I don't really care if a guy plays 60 games. If he's the best player in the league... Who cares how many games he plays? Well, well, you know who does care? The television companies. The last time I checked, they're the ones that paid the players' salaries. So, yeah. yeah, I think it's important to have the stars of the entertainment product actually be available to do their damn job, to be stars. It's hard to be a star when you're in street clothes, dog. That's right. They're trying to negate this load management. Like, if your job is to pay basketball, then you have to be out there on the court. You ain't Taylor Swift. Like, so, I mean, like, like, dog, like, asking you to play in 79% of the games is not a stretch too far. And a part of being a professional athlete is being healthy and available to play. Well, here's a tease. Seven minutes from now, we'll dive deeper into this conversation because now players around the league are commenting on this as if somehow they think they had nothing to do with this, and they did. We will get to that in about seven minutes on this conversation. Next one, Pat. I don't appreciate Nuno for dragging me for looking uh, for deep discounts at Stop and Shop. I'm trying to, you know, save some money, be fiscally responsible. And Nuno's back here telling me that uh, I shouldn't be looking for manager specials and stuff, and I don't appreciate him for it. Wait What's wrong with a good discount? Let, you, no, no, make living? the argument. Exactly. I'm confused on this now. What was the uh, argument? There's nothing to be confused about. <laughs> Pat is... He's making, he makes fun of me. He's like, oh, Mr. Manager Special up there loves a discount. So how do you find the Manager Special? Like, do you go no, through literally and cut said, out coupons? No, for, like, what are you no, doing? No, it literally says Manager Special on the actual package that you're getting. Okay. But here's the thing that you got to realize with Pat. He is completely making this up. He is losing his mind. What? Like I did not. I have not judged him for this, right? I think the only thing I've judged him for. He goes to the grocery store like every day when he decides to like. Oh, what am I going to cook today? Let me go to the grocery store today. I think there may be a little bit more efficient way to do go grocery shopping. Not six a.m. on a Saturday, but like there's a. Well, thing. that's where I was going to go. No, no. <laughs> What's weirder, the six a.m. Saturday food shopper like myself? Or the daily food shopper like Pat? Yes. I think the- <laughs> yes is the answer. Yes, these- and here's the thing, Pat. If you're trying to find the manager specials and the discounts, bro, they got them on Instacart. Oh, here you can he goes see it. again. I'm save, not paying for it. Save, 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 save on money. eligible items. It's easy. <laughs> no. I can see all of the items that are discounted in, think- the, in the damn store right there on my phone. And I ain't got to go nowhere. Well, I think you're a little bit warped because you live in the city. If you lived in the suburb- suburbs, you would think you would no, want to go. No, it ain't. Because I, 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 I do it when I'm at my parents' house. And they live in the suburbs. I'm going to Instacart it. Because Even there, guess what? Wow. By the time we're talking about me getting in the car and burning up the gas and all of these other different things and finding a place to park and all that stuff, I could just sit back, watch TV, and have my groceries delivered. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.